No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Isaiah prophesies against Jerusalem. God is sick of their false worship offered with blood-stained hands. But if they will repent, then they will be white as snow. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 1 on Simply the Bible. Isaiah began his prophetic ministry in Judah, but all was not well with the nation. On the surface, everything looked fine, but storm clouds from the north were forming. The problem was that the people practiced their religion, but their hearts were far from God, and the Lord could no longer endure this false worship. We continue today in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 10. Here. The word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom, give ear to the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. Isaiah compared Jerusalem to Sodom and Gomorrah, which would have been shocking to the Jews. Now he addresses the inhabitants of Jerusalem as rulers of Sodom and people of Gomorrah. He was calling them this, not to be derogatory, but because they were disobeying God as did these two notoriously wicked cities. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me, says the Lord? I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed cattle. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or goats. When you come to appear before me, who has required this from your hand to trample my courts? bring no more futile sacrifices incense is an abomination to me the new moons the sabbaths and the calling of the assemblies i cannot endure iniquity and the sacred meeting while the people forsook the lord in their hearts they continued to practice their religion they offered sacrifices and burned incense they assembled on the sabbaths new moons and other feasts but God could no longer endure their mixture of sin with the sacred. Their sacrifices for atonement were futile because they would not repent of their sins. So God viewed this false worship as trampling his courts. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hates. They are a trouble to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. God hated their assemblies. He was now refusing to listen to their prayers because they lifted up hands to him that were full of blood. Now, whether this referred to actual bloodshed or hatred in their hearts, the people were violent during the week but religious on the weekend. But God wanted no part of this hypocrisy, and he was weary of bearing it. It is deeply alarming and tragic when a person reaches the state of depravity that God no longer even listens to their prayers. That was the state of Judah and the people of Jerusalem. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. 
Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rebuke the oppressor. Defend the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Even though God was sick of their false worship, his desire was that they would repent. Now, they needed to do four things. First, they needed to wash themselves. Washing often appears in Scripture as the place to begin a renewed life. We must be washed from the filth of our sins and guilt. Of course, the only thing that can wash us clean is the blood of Jesus. Second, cease your evil. Genuine repentance means that we stop sinning. We don't just say, I'm sorry, only to be a repeat offender. Third, learn to do good. Jesus said that whoever sins is a slave of sin. Therefore, to stay away from it, we must learn new patterns. We must learn to do good. We must renew our minds through the word of God. And fourth, seek justice. God wanted their worship to be demonstrated in practical ways by rebuking oppression, defending the fatherless, and pleading the cause of widows. God is compassionate, and he wants his people to demonstrate his compassion. Any people who will earnestly commit to these four things will see a move of God. And that is my only hope for our nation. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Now, even though God could no longer endure their hypocritical worship, he wanted to reason with them. You know, God never requires blind faith. Rather, he expects a reasonable faith based upon solid evidence. In light of all creation, it is reasonable that we should seek to know and to please our Creator. Though their sins were like scarlet, they would become white as snow. Though they were red like crimson, they would be as wool. The scarlet color corresponds with their blood-stained hands. It's like they had been twice dyed, steeped in their sins so that sin had become their second nature. Nevertheless, God was willing to completely remove their stain and forgive all their sins. God set before them two paths. Either they would be willing and obedient to the Lord so that they could eat the good of the land, or else they would refuse and rebel against him and be devoured by the sword. Do you know we have the same choice today? We can either willingly trust the Lord and obey his word and enjoy his provisions in favor or else we can refuse to listen and rebel against God's commands. But then we will be devoured by the sword of judgment. Now, God will never force you to do it his way. He won't deprive you of your right to say no. You are free to receive his counsel or reject it. But rebellion carries severe consequences, as the devil well knows. Now, Isaiah adds, The mouth of the Lord has spoken. There could be no doubt that these words were from Yahweh and not merely from Isaiah. Isaiah spoke the very oracles of God. 
verse 21. How the faithful city has become a harlot. It was full of justice, righteousness lodged in it, but now murderers. Your silver has become dross, your wine mixed with water. Your princes are rebellious and companions of thieves. Everyone loves bribes and follows after rewards. They do not defend the fatherless, nor does the cause of the widow come before them. Now, this is the first of only two times in the book of Isaiah where he compares Jerusalem to a harlot. This metaphor is also found in the writings of Jeremiah and Hosea. The idea was that God entered into a marriage covenant with Israel, but his wife had broken the covenant and played the harlot with other gods. Israel committed spiritual adultery. But when people break faith with God, then they soon break faith with other people. Violating the first table of commandments in our relationship with God leads to violating the second table of commandments in our relationships with one another. Therefore, Jerusalem's spiritual harlotry led to murder. Their silver had become dross and their wine diluted with water. In other words, they move from purity to corruption. Their innocence was now defiled. And this showed up in how they treated the fatherless and the widows. Therefore, the Lord says, the Lord of hosts, the mighty one of Israel, ah, I will rid myself of my adversaries and take vengeance on my enemies. I will turn my hand against you and thoroughly purge away your dross and take away all your alloy. Those who turned from the Lord and rebelled against his commandments made themselves his adversaries. Those who mistreated the ones whom God loved would soon have God as their enemy. Now, we might think that after such a rebuke, God was done with his people. But that was not the case. He would thoroughly purge them of their dross and remove their corrupting alloy. But it would take judgment to accomplish this, to purify them. Verse 26, I will restore your judges as at the first and your counselors as at the beginning. Afterward, you shall be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. Zion shall be redeemed with justice and her penitence with righteousness. God would restore the righteous judges as at first. He would give them godly counselors as they had at the beginning, who would lead them in the way of truth. And then they would be called the city of righteousness and the faithful city. God would redeem the penitent ones of Zion with justice. Now, in the near term, this would be accomplished through the Babylonian captivity. But in the long term, this would be accomplished at the cross, where God would redeem not only Judah, but also all the world who trusts in Jesus Christ. The destruction of transgressors and of sinners shall be together, and those who forsake the Lord shall be consumed, for they shall be ashamed of the terebinth trees which you have desired, and you shall be embarrassed because of the gardens which you have chosen. For you shall be as a terebinth whose leaf fades, and as a garden that has no water. The strong shall be as tinder, and the work of it as a spark. Both will burn together, and no one shall quench them. 
Transgressors and sinners would be destroyed and those who forsook the Lord would be consumed. They would be ashamed of their idolatrous practices, the sacrifices that they made in the groves of trees and the gardens. They would be dried out as a garden without water. Now, certainly this did occur during the Babylonian siege of Jerusalem some time later. Then both the unfaithful who had forsaken the Lord and the strong who rejected the Lord would be burned together and no one could quench that fire. As I consider the things going on in our nation today, I am fearful, but not of man or even a pandemic. I fear God. I fear what judgment will come upon our nation because of our unfaithfulness. Like Israel, we are a nation that had a godly foundation, but we are swiftly abandoning our righteous roots. Things may look good on the surface, but I fear that storm clouds are gathering. God cannot be mocked. We reap what we sow. The only hope I have is in national spiritual renewal. And in fact, I pray that it would span the globe. May we all wash ourselves, cease from doing evil, learn to do good and do justly to the oppressed, the fatherless and the widows. May we love one another as Christ loves us. And may these deep changes begin in my heart then our worship won't be false, but the kind the Father seeks, worship that is in spirit and in truth. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Next time, we'll see where Isaiah peers far into the future when the Lord will rule the world from Jerusalem and war will cease. But first comes the dreadful day of the Lord. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible.